Good morning. I hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful Tuesday morning and hope you're uh, uh, staying dry and safe and all that good stuff. <laughs> and, uh, I know it's been kind of rainy outside still and uh, I'm trying to find a place to set my uh, phone down here. But, uh, but I do hope everybody woke up in a good mood and ready to get a hopping and a moving and a grooving this morning. And uh, I don't know, I woke up with a splitting headache. I tell you what, if that's why I took a sledgehammer to her, I think my wife beats me in my sleep. But, uh, oh well, that's why she gives me extra pain medication, knock me out, so that if I uh, get smart with her during the day, she uh, puts uh, bars of soap in a uh, uh, pillowcase and beats me with it. That way uh, she feels much better. I always wonder why she's in such a good mood in the morning, so that's the only thing I could figure, so. But uh, I'm just kidding. But I have, and I have, I find a bad, bad headache this morning. But oh well, I'm still drop dead gorgeous, and that's all that matters, ain't that right? So, <laughs> oh yes, it's always fun to laugh at your own jokes. But anyway, so, but I know everybody, everybody has a great day today. Hey, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So, hey, man, I tell you what, Lord's giving you another day. Bless you another opportunity to spread the gospel message, to be a Christian, to be a light in this world of darkness, and uh, man, let's do it. Let's uh, get out there and um, show the love of the Lord everywhere we go and to uh, everyone we come across. And I know a lot of people are excited at the end of the month. A lot of these restrictions will be lifted and a lot of these businesses will be reopening. And so uh, that's, uh, I think my wife said, that's exactly right, handsome. Yeah, I know she's still half asleep. She's talking trash like that. But uh, still be careful, though, just because we're lifting these uh, restrictions to try to use some common sense and try to wear your mask and uh, gloves and all that good stuff. Unfortunately, these masks may be a way of life. I don't know. You know, people in China have been doing it for many years now and uh so i don't know let's hope not but that may be the way of life for a little while anyway till we get things under control so be careful i know you're excited to get in out and get back to work and doing these things but just uh, uh mind your p's and q's and cross your t's and dot your i's and you'll be all right so uh well, this morning we'll look at our bibles at uh, acts chapter 10 verse 43 so if you have those available uh, get your bibles out to read that uh, for those who are on the uh, website here uh, if you are um, uh, i won't be able to see what i'm putting on social media but uh, i'll put the verse uh, up there so people can read along so that's what i'm doing here so let me go ahead and bring that up of acts 10 43 to him give all the prophets witness that through his name Whosoever believeth in him shall receive remission of sins. And as me old Peppy always says, bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. All right, so uh, we see this verse here. It's, it's a uh, very uh, powerful uh, verse uh, in a couple of ways. One, uh, to give us some context, that's uh, what we're talking about dealing with here. We have uh, Peter talking to Cornelius, and he's talking to him about the gospel, uh, trying to... Uh, uh, explain to him what Jesus Christ had done on the cross. And uh, that's when we see that remission of sins. When you see that in your Bibles or you hear that term, what that just is just another way of saying forgiveness of sins. And so uh, Peter is talking to Cornelius and he explained to him what Jesus Christ done on the cross, that he gave his life for him 
as I would tell you or anybody else, that that shedding of the blood, see, that's why that sin separated us from God. That's what keeps us separated. And so when we accept Jesus Christ, our personal Lord and Savior, that sins are forgiven, and now we can come into the presence of the Lord. And uh, so Cornelius understood what Peter was trying to tell him, and not only did he get saved, but his old household, his whole family got saved as well. And, and that kind of goes back to, I think, what we was talking about in... Um, uh, Hebrews, uh, the the how the Word of God is active and living and powerful, and how it touches minds and hearts in a, in a tremendous way. It is um, you know having that understanding that Jesus Christ loved you enough to give His life for you uh, is has such great um, power and meaning and how it touches hearts and minds. Just like I was telling uh, the illustration. Sunday night about the young lady uh, that gave her life to the Lord uh, when she gave her testimony uh, that just uh, just really talk about horrific I mean here she was at a young age uh, she was burned terribly I mean she was just a little girl and and this boy threw gasoline in the fire innocent act and it, the gasoline went through the fire uh, hit her face she had first second third degree burns uh, over the course of her life she had over 32 surgeries uh, she, her father became an alcoholic. Her neighbor uh, gave them gifts and made them stuff, but he was molesting them. She had been raped. I mean, this poor woman had been through so much, and she was just about to give up on life. Until one day she wandered in and heard uh, a teaching, heard a message about Jesus Christ, what he can do for you, what he has done for you. And that power that pierces the heart, that touches the mind, that transforms uh, is something that cannot be denied. If this was just a book of fallacies, just a book of fairy tales, if it's just no different than uh, Greek mythology, that it wouldn't have that kind of power. You know, I, when I read about Odysseus or uh, read about, uh, um, I don't know, Hercules or, or whatever, uh, you know, it's not, it doesn't hit me in a powerful way. Other fun little stories to read uh, to, about Zeus and Apollos and, you know, but it doesn't have the same effect, the same power uh, as the Word of God and how it touches your heart and how it changes and transforms. We understand that remission of sins, that forgiveness of sins. Then when we accept Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, then we can be sanctified. We are redeemed. And when we hear that word redeemed, it's that change of heart, that change of mind, that change of direction. The way we once used to think uh, is has been changed and we have a new way of thinking, a new way of approaching, a new way of looking at things because of that transformation that only comes from God alone. I've seen with my own eyes, uh, the hardcore one percenter bikers coming to our church who have accepted Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, and they changed them totally. You can see the transformation totally, utterly, and completely. It is, it's beyond words. I've seen it firsthand. Uh, whether it's a child, uh, I had a young lady that I baptized, she's a little girl, and amazed me. This little girl was very intelligent. Uh, in fact, she didn't want to go to uh, Children's Church. She wanted to be in, in Big People's Church because she said she was she she wanted to to hear the the preaching and the teaching, and amazed me what this little girl knew. But it just shows you how God can touch hearts and minds. You know, there's people out there who don't believe. You have atheists who don't believe. They they believe in science. And hey, you, we can use science to uh, defend God's word. There's no reason why we can't. They think that we run on blind faith. Nothing we further from the truth. Faith uh, in, 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 in definition is trust. We are trusting what God says, not blindly, because we understand the proof, the the existence, the understanding that Jesus Christ did walk this earth, that Jesus Christ did walk this earth, that Jesus Christ did give his life on the cross 
cross and he did rise again, then that only determines that there is a real and true living God. I mean, you understand intelligent design that there has to be something greater than ourselves that had to create uh, even the, the, the most finite cell in our bodies uh, that is so intricate. Our minds are far more intricate than the greatest computer out there. Uh, you know, so there, it begs to say that there has to be something more beyond ourselves. It's not just blind faith. Uh, we understand that um, you know, you, uh, belief, all right, belief versus faith. Belief is as an intellectual understanding. Faith is that trust. Faith can only come from believing. Faith can only come from Jesus Christ. Faith is not something we conjure on our own. It only comes from God. That's where that comes from. We don't do it on our own. It comes from God. You know, there was a, a individual at, uh, at, at Kansas City. Uh, his name was uh, Bobby Henderson. And uh, he tried to say that uh, in uh, using satire, uh, is that there was, um, uh, you've heard me mention this before, that uh, uh, that believing in God is no different than uh, the understanding of the great spaghetti monster, and that uh, there's no more proof to believe in the great spaghetti monster. In fact, it's, uh, there's a whole movement called Pastafarianism. I'm telling the truth. I know it sounds funny, sounds crazy, but there's actually a whole movement called Pastafarianism. In fact, I, in debates with atheists, I've I literally had them bring this up to me and say, well, you're, it's no different than the spaghetti monster. In fact, that's what led me to uh, to study to figure out what are they talking about because I'd never heard it before. Uh, this has been many years ago. Uh, but Bobby Henderson, you can look it up, the Kansas City uh, State Council, they, was trying to, uh, they wanted to teach intelligent design, so he uh, came up with this uh, satire uh, of this um, uh, spaghetti monster and how it's no different than, uh, than believing that God is the intelligent designer. Well, again, you know, of course, I'm, you can look at the ontological, the teleological, the moral arguments. Uh, you know, there's so much proof out there, but those who don't want to believe, of course, you have several things you have to understand that um, you have the God of this world blinding them. All right, that's number one. Two, you know, there's some people out there who are just uh, uh, blatantly and forcibly ignorant. And I don't mean that, and I'm not saying there's a lot of intelligent people out there uh, that uh, who claim to be atheists, but no matter what proof you provide, because I have been in these debates, I have I have been there. It doesn't matter what proof that I give, they will refuse to accept it. And they and so and Google is our is the worst thing in the world because as soon as you put something out there, no matter what you are defending, somebody will have be able to to have a counter argument with fifty blue million links out there that are erroneous, you know. And so it, at some point you just have to just knock the dust off your feet and go on. All we can do as Christians is plant the seed. Tell others about the love of Jesus Christ, what he has done, his atoning work on the cross. And if they accept it, great. If they don't, great. We did our job. We can't force people to believe. Like I said, we can present uh, uh, the uh, theological uh, arguments. Uh, we can try to explain theism. We can try to explain intelligent design. We can try to, we can give a strong intellectual uh, debate. But in the end, it comes down to the individual where they want to accept or reject. A lot of people, and not in every case, but some people, they are just simply mad at God because someone they were close to died. And so therefore, they uh, say, well, they, they think they can hurt God by saying, well, you don't exist. 
uh, or maybe they were brought up in an atheistic home and, and, and they were uh, just ingrained in them. But still, there is no excuse. Uh, once the gospel is presented, uh, the truth, remember Jesus Christ said, I am the only way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. There is no, no one can come to the Father except through him. He is the only way into heaven. So I don't care if they have what kind of environment they were raised in, what they choose to accept or not to accept. The only way into heaven is through Jesus Christ. You can believe that this is all there is and then nothing, which to me would be a very sad state of affair. Imagine that there's nothing to look forward to. What, what, this is it, as, as short as life is. I mean, you, some of you guys and gals are my age or older. I hear I'm 47 years old. It amazes me how fast time has gone by. I mean, it's almost been like a blink. You know, it's like yesterday I was walking down the halls of Daniel Boone High School and, and uh, acting like an idiot. Now I walk around the house in the halls of my home and act like an idiot. But <laughs> I'm just an older version. But, you know, the point is, it just amazes me uh, how fast time goes by. And if that is all there is to life and then nothing, what a miserable outlook in existence. My friends, the only way, that's why Peter was talking to Cornelius here in Acts 10, 43. He's trying to explain to him the atoning work of Jesus Christ. He's trying to, and that's what my purpose is as a pastor, as a Christian, is trying to, I want to teach you who are saved, I want to uh, explain these scriptures so that you can apply it and that you can be edified, that you can be equipped, you can use it for spiritual growth. That is uh, something that we always want to be in as Christians. It's not to be stagnant, but to be in continual state of spiritual growth, growing to spiritual maturity, drawing to that closeness of Christ Jesus. And something that's important and imperative in our walk to stay daily in the Word, stay daily in prayer. Why do we exist? To serve the Lord thy God with all of our heart, soul, mind, body, and being. That is why we exist. That is why we walk this earth. So I want to do that. I want to help you grow. But the other flip side of that is I'm trying to reach those out there who do not know Jesus Christ, who do not believe, do not have an understanding of what he has done. And what I can tell you, as Peter was trying to tell Cornelius here in Acts 10 43, my friends, listen to this. If you have family that or uh, the sons or daughters, cousins, brothers, sisters, make them watch this video. All right, because I want them to hear something. Jesus Christ is real. Jesus Christ did walk this earth. We have secular historians who recorded the fact that Jesus Christ walked this earth. We, it is historically that what he did and when he walked this earth was within generations. Those who were eyewitnesses gave account that he did walk this earth. Many, much of our history that we know today was written to hundreds of years later after the events. But the Bible, what we see and what we read was written within generations. So it had been very easy for them to dispute it. Secular historians, all right, Tertullian and some of these others, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, if they had, um, they didn't understand that how Jesus performed miracles. And so they said he used great magic. So see, even secular history records that. So it proves Jesus Christ was real, is real, and did walk this earth. So if Jesus Christ is real, truth is not relative. Truth is real. The Bible is, is truth, all right? It is, it is, it is stagnant. It is, it is unmoving. If, if, God, if Jesus Christ walked this earth, performed miracles, 
talked about the Heavenly Father, talked about God. So that proves to me, or it should prove to you, that there is a real God, only one true God. There can't be many gods. We're not pantheistic. There's not, you know, some people want to believe that there is God in everything, and every flower, and every blade of grass. No, there's only one true God. And he sent his son. See, he's not an angry God. And, he, and, he, and Jesus stepped in to, to try to, you know, keep him from to, to, from attacking the uh, victims. You know, we were just little victims. And Jesus said, no, no. God, out of his love, sent Jesus Christ to show us the way, to point us away because we were sin-filled. We were not victims. We were heading for hell. And so each and every one of us, since God demanded justice, each and every one of us deserved a beating, we deserve to be nailed to a cross, and we deserve to die, and we deserve to spend eternity in hell. We deserve that. But Jesus Christ, out of his love, he left the glories of heaven, and he was born in a manger. He had been born in the greatest kingdom of the world, but he came born in a manger. And he's, here he was innocent. He, he never sinned. He was tempted beyond anything. See, when we're tempted and we fall and we fail, we only get a, a little a, a glimpse of temptation because we fall before we get the full-blown effect of it. And Jesus Christ was tempted in every way possible, but he, he passed and he was sinless. That's what had to happen. He, had to be, he was fully man, fully God, had to be sinless in order to atone for our sins. And so, as I, I spoke to this on Easter, and this is true. Put your, if, remember, time and space collapsed at that moment. All right, I, I'm talking to those who may not be saved. I want you to understand something here. Pretend like it. it pretend like it wasn't two thousand years ago. Pretend like it was today, and judgment had to be given. And they was pulling me out into the streets, my wife out in the streets, my children out in the streets, and they were going to flog and beat them, and they were going to have to die for their sins. But Jesus Christ, a man who knew no sin, who never done a thing wrong in this world, never had a bad thought, never said a lie, never done anything more innocent. Even a baby is guilty of sin. They'll manipulate you. But knew no sin, he says. They were tying me to that post. And Jesus Christ untied that. He untied me. And he, he, he put himself there in my place, and he allowed himself to be tied. Allowed himself to be beaten, and he allowed himself to be nailed to the cross. He could have called legions of angels from heaven to rescue him, but he chose to stay there to take on the sins of the world to save my miserable life, to save yours. And the grave could not hold him. And he rose again on the third day. My God is alive and my God is real. Ours is the only religion who has a living God. No other religion has that. That's what separates us. We don't have to atone for our own sins. We don't have to do good works for our own sins. Jesus Christ gives us the free gift of salvation. And, you know, one way is some people still struggle even with that, with what I just explained. Now, the other way I can explain it is if you were in the middle of the road, goofing and doofing, and you didn't see a car coming, and I saw it, and I pushed you out of the way, and I'm the one who got killed, I did it to save your life. 
That's what when you can look at that in that scenario as far as salvation goes. Our God is real, our God is true, and our God is alive. No other religion can give, tell you that. And our God gives you the free gift of salvation. No works on your own, nothing you can do on your own. God doesn't wait for us to come to him. He is reaching down and coming to us. He is He's reaching to you now. So I hope and pray that just as Peter was explaining this to Cornelius, and he understood and he believed that those who may be watching who have not made that profession of faith will make that decision today. And with that said, let us have a word of prayer. Now, Father, thank you, Lord Jesus, for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for your substitutionary atonement on the cross. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for because of your work, we have that remission of sins, that forgiveness of sins that we've been discussing this morning, that you loved us enough to give your life for us. And Lord, if there's anyone watching this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us, lead us, guide and watch over, protect us today. Lord, be with this nation. I pray that you'll continue to bring healing and that this virus will go away and we give back to our lives. Those who are sick, that you'll bring healing upon them, that you'll bring healing upon Kim Penix and Ginger Hood and Linda Feathers and be with her and her family and uh, be with Murph and bring healing upon him, be with the Trivet family. And uh, Lord, so many that uh, are offered up daily, uh, Lord, that you will bear those concerns. Uh, Lord, uh, let our police officers, our first responders, our military, our doctors and nurses, let them know they're loved, needed, and appreciated. And Lord, I just pray that uh, you'll be with our president, give him the proper wisdom and discernment to run our country properly. Pray that you'll be protection about him and his family. And Lord, I pray that you'll be with this nation, that you'll touch hearts and minds like never before. They'll come to know you before it's too late. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I hope everybody has a great and wonderful day today, and uh, and just uh, it's an awesome thing to know that uh, what Christ has done for us, and uh, use that. Uh, don't forget to spread that joy. When you've made that commitment, it's not just a magic set of words. It is something that we. It is a relationship, something we have to work on each and every day. Mrs. Graves says, "Amen." God's love is so amazing, so grateful. Thank you, Mrs. Graves. I appreciate those words. I truly do. And uh, uh, in closing, uh, if you would like to share these devotions, if you have friends or families who might like to uh, watch these each day on social media, they can find me at Dr. Young 77 If they don't do social media, they can always find me on YouTube, Dr. Matthias Young, and they can watch the videos just as you're watching them here. Uh, and also, if you're out and about and working in your yard or at your job, whatever, you can go to Apple iTunes, no charge, it's free. The Doc Young Chronicles podcast, you can listen to these daily devotionals, the sermons, and uh, mine and Brandy's podcast we do every Saturday at 6 o'clock. So, hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day, and remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching. God bless. <music>